Real music matters. Uh, Matt Richardson's here. Uh, he covered the show a few weeks back. Uh, so thanks for that. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, if you want to get in touch this morning, 8, 12, 15 on the text. Uh, we've got Liam Gallagher, Suede and Kate Bush on the way very shortly. But what are you up to? What has, you, uh, what has got you out of bed this morning? Uh, Steve uh, and Bronwyn. Morning, Jace. Uh, we're up early to run the Big Half Marathon, starting at London's Tower Bridge. Don't fancy that. I mean, no. I say it every week, but... Absolutely not. We're very cold and tired. Well, what are you doing it for, then? That's it, what I would say. No one I know who's run a marathon or a half marathon goes, oh, my, I just love it. It's absolutely well, brilliant. Do you know what's weird, Matt? Right? My wife talks about running, right? Then they talk about this moment. At some point when you're running, that's almost orgasmic. Really? Yeah, mate. Honestly, when you speak to proper runners, they say... Like, there's a point where something, the endorphin release or whatever it is, is almost on a par with an orgasm or whatever. And it's like, oh, I mean, I don't know what people are doing in the middle of the park. <laughs> I've, never seen, I've never seen anyone in shorts in the middle of the park giving it, oh, yes! Like, that's never happened. But, but, but also, just, just do the orgasm. Well, there is You don't that, have to go outside. That might not be everybody's choice, to be fair. <laughs> Certainly where my wife's concerned. Uh, so, 8-12-15 so, uh, on the text. Uh, Alec Wallace is in Wallasey. Uh, their baby, Louis, has dragged them out of bed. That's a strong child. Dragged them out of bed at half <laughs> six this morning. Uh, and uh, Steve is up after a big night last night. Oh, yeah, Saturday, really? Yeah. On the way to play Bradford City under nines. I think you'll win, Steve. So well, he's, had a, he's, had a, he's had a big night and he's under nine. And he's, he's well, I suppose Bradford, Bradford though, Bradford, isn't it? <laughs> Bradford, mate, they get on it early doors over there. He's, uh, he's with his boy, to be fair, who's okay, playing fine. for uh, Lincoln City. Uh, love watching him play, but leaving at 7am after a few too many is not ideal. Wife's driving, he's putting back oh, yeah, in, yeah. in case we were all like, because uh, social services go around to Lincoln. Bit worried there. And uh, who else is up? Paddy in Liverpool, heading back to Liverpool from Hull to play Hillside Golf Club uh, after a wonderful Saturday celebrating the goddaughter's second birthday uh, with the girlfriend and friends. Golf, is that, is that something for you, Matt? Uh, I've ne never particularly, no. Uh, it's something I... Do you like it? I like the idea of it. It's but, quite social, isn't it? But every time I've played it, I like, like crazy golf. Crazy golf is, is brilliant. There was a way of making crazy golf, but on a full size. What like so like that. an actual windmill? Yeah, like <laughs> yes, exactly. Like a like an actual clown's face to smash a ball into. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Matters. Matt Richardson is my guest. 8 12 15 is the text this morning if you're up and about. Um, lots of people on the way to Wembley to watch the cup final today. It's the uh, League Cup final. Man Lovely. City versus Aston Villa. Uh, a, few, a few Villa fans texting this morning trying to beat Man City today. That's going to be a it's going to be a tough one. But then again, look at Watford yesterday. Give Liverpool a good seeing too. Finally! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> They're human! <laughs> they are human. Oh man, I'm starting to. I was starting to get to me. I must say, you just can't beat Liverpool. See this sort of like. Because I'm not a football fan, really. No. So this passion, like, and this kind of like oh. excitement about football, I find it like I feel like I'm missing out. Like I feel. Let me tell you how bad it gets. Right. Go on. Yesterday, well, in <laughs> the day before yesterday, there was a story in the paper. So, so Matt doesn't yeah. know, right? So, and for anybody else who doesn't know. Uh, um, although most people will, Liverpool are, they're not just winning the league, they are embarrassingly like 25, 22 points clear, something like that. I don't know, something ridiculous like okay. that. No one's getting near them, they've won it, it's yeah, fine, yeah. give it them now, let's all go on, right? Um, <laughs> do they do that in football, just go, let's just finish early ever? It'd be great if you were, I mean, I, I must say, sometimes I've been to watch my daughters play football on a on a Saturday, and they're like four or five nil down by half time, I'm like, guys, can't we just... Knock it on the head. You got it. Okay. <laughs> but you can't. You've got to play the full game. Anyway, this is how ridiculous it gets, right? In the moment when I first saw this headline, I was genuinely like, oh my God, that would be amazing. There was a headline in the mail. I mean, you know, whatever you want to take out of that. It says, entire football season could be declared null and void. Liverpool could miss out on a Premier League title and dozens of other teams miss promotion or relegation if the government orders sports events to be cancelled to combat the spread of the coronavirus. 
There was a moment where I wasn't thinking of public safety. I wasn't thinking about people getting ill. I was thinking genuinely, that would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Of course it wouldn't be brilliant. No, no, no. But, you know, there's a little bit of you that's got a that. A little in. bit of you. But that's the way we work, you know what I mean? There was. It's a silver lining, isn't it? I mean, I'm doing this show. You know, we're in curtains at the moment. We're, we've got 40-odd shows to do. We've just had a week off, but we've just done a week in Northampton. I'm knackered again. Yeah. So it's full on. Eight shows a week, you know, two on a Wednesday, two on a Saturday. Knackering show. And a friend of mine said, oh, they've just had some shows cancelled because of this coronavirus. And for me, the first thing I thought was, oh, I hope that happens to us. Like, <laughs> that's a terrible thing to think. I don't think it is at all. I've, I think like that all I the time. I think it's normal, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. Unless, like, the only thing is, like, if you've got a holiday booked, then that's you don't want that to happen. But if it's Absolutely work, not, yeah. you know, if we can all get off work for it, why not? Work's work, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Day off is day off. Yeah. 8, 12, 15 on the text this morning, if you're up and about. Uh, Sally from West Yorkshire. Morning. So good to have you back. Oh, I missed you too, Sally. Uh, I'm up thinking, do I really need to leave the house later? It's too windy and Storm George and all that going and on. And also, coronavirus, she wants to stay in for I'd safety. Stay in. I'd stay in if I was you. There's all sorts going on at there. Absolutely. Today. If they're cancelling shows, she shouldn't be leaving the house. Here's a question. When did they start naming storms in the UK? Oh, yeah, it's such an American it thing. It feels very American, doesn't it? And we've sort of got these, like, Storm Barry. Yeah, or whatever, like. Dennis. Yeah, they're really <laughs> odd names that they're picking, like. Yeah. But they also don't feel like... I mean, there has been a couple of storms, I know that, but, and I was away for a lot of them, but like they don't feel full on. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a few, like, no. oh, my God, where's my wheelie bin? Oh, it's there. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... They don't feel full. I mean, the 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 the, the uh, certainly the floods and stuff are not... Yeah, the floods not, are not, bad, but... Not great, but um, the actual storm bit of it... Does it need a name? Yeah, I, you know, as long as they keep naming them like someone's dad, then yeah. I think it's fine. But like, I think they should be a bit more British. I mean, like Drizzly Dave. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of thing. That's what I want, rather than the full-on Storm George. Storm George is coming. It's not... They're not devastating, are they? You know no. what I mean? Not that I want them to be. Don't feel like you need to change it up, weather. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Matt Richardson is Morning. my guest. Hello, pal. Uh, you on tour at the moment? I am on tour at the moment, yeah. Yeah, where are you about? Um, I've, what's next? Um, Wellingborough is oh, my name. Oh, yeah. And Milton Keynes are the next two. I've done a... I was in Swindon this week. I the showbiz this... triangle, I call that. Oh, do you? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. mean... Swindon, Wellingborough, Milton Keynes. It's where it all happens. That is the... Uh, within that circle, yeah. It's where it's circle. like... <laughs> Just called it a triangle, then I totally went against my own shape naming ceremony. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just all the all the big art centres for me. It's very, very exciting. Love an art centre. Oh, yeah. I mean, except in Maidstone, where they absolutely hated me. Really? Oh, yeah. But they already came. They came to see my show. A girl <laughs> right. fell asleep in the front row. And, oh, um, I've had that. Yeah, yeah. But when she woke up, I went, oh, welcome back for joining us. She went, and I went, are you all right? And she went, oh, fill me in. And she went, actually, scratch that. I couldn't care less. Wow. And I went, oh, oh. That is hard. Well, that's a bit spicy. Yeah. I mean, I've you know, obviously I'm in a musical at the moment, and sometimes people have come... Uh, and you know, just the, 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 some some of the music's quite ballady and quite yeah. sort of you know gentle. You do sort of see a, certainly the older generations have a little uh, when, Wednesday matinee, a little more, a little yeah. nod off. Yeah, <laughs> that can happen a few times. It's, but in comedy, you think like they shouldn't really be an opportunity, should they? No. And also, what's weird is I must say, being in a, in a uh, scripted musical, um, which I absolutely adore, but obviously being from the world of stand-up, yeah. where you can reference things going on in a crowd. Um, my goodness, it, it is frust- it can be frustrating. Yesterday, I was I, I I was singing my there's a song I sing right at the beginning, which is quite a gentle ballad, and there was somebody opened a packet of crisp for about forty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do anything about it. Oh my god, I wanted to just ram him in a face. I was like, <laughs> love, just open your chicken crisp, man. And then, but there's nothing. And then I carry on with my song. <laughs> you can't. But also, you can't, I suppose, like, you know when you're doing a gig and it's not going very well, so you go, I'm going to change gears. I don't Do- know that, Matt. But oh, no, I've fine. heard it happens to other Yeah, comics. it does, it does, frequently sometimes. <laughs> but you can change gears, can't yes, you? Yes, of course, you, yeah. you can't do that in your show. No. you just got to stick to it. You've so- no, exactly, you can't change the story and the, you know, you've got, <laughs> that's all you can right, do. Right, they're not really going for the ballad, so we should just do a few up-tempos in a row. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. You've just got to just <laughs> crack on. But it's, uh, fortunately, it's a, it's a music 
musical that's inherently interesting because it's a, a whodunit. Okay. You can, as long as you keep the energy up, it's, uh, yeah, it can be fun. Uh, and also you can do little things, like yesterday afternoon at the matinee, I just decided that my character is set in 1959, so I worked, my, and I'm, I play a lieutenant, so I worked my way back, I thought, right, he's probably in the Second World War, he's got a shrapnel wound in his arm. <laughs> I just decided. That's what I decided yesterday, so yesterday I just had a bit of a gammy arm. Just for your own amusement? Yeah, so I mean, I was, I could tell that some of the other cast were like, "What's wrong with his arm?" But the audience, they, they were like, no, they "Wow, don't they, know. the audience are going the depths he's this, found." Wow, look at this guy; he's really gone for it. But I was like, "No, this is his arm." But obviously, you know, when you turn him round and you're sort of <laughs> making your arm really going for the Olivier, aren't you? Yeah, I was really. I, you know, I just thought it's certainly done. Don't know what actors before me uh, any harm, so uh, <laughs> I went with it. But to be honest, what happened was. I kept it up, like, you know, this. I started it and then I must say about 20 minutes in, I thought, I'm regretting his arm. Cause, but I've stuck with it now because <laughs> people will be thinking, oh, his arm's, or, his arm's better. And um, by the end of the show, I actually had a sore arm. Like, whether I just, whether because it was just in one position or just because I genuinely believed it so much. You're so and method. I'm so method that I... Um, <laughs> I, I, I I've only ever met um, two full-on uh, method actors. Yeah. One who you won't know. One was uh, David Threlfall. Oh, yeah. Uh, from uh, Shameless fame. But we did a film together, um, Tommy Cooper biopic, uh, many years ago. And he was playing Tommy Cooper. And uh, Amanda Redman was his wife. And uh, it was great. It was a really great piece. And, uh, and I just played a guy who uh, used to sell Tommy Cooper his tricks, had a little shop in Soho. Yorkshire comic, uh, a Yorkshire uh, magician, sorry, used to make tricks, but was always annoyed with Tommy Cooper because Tommy would, um, when once he'd done a trick and it was on telly, this guy would never sell any more of those tricks because they're like, oh, that's one of Tommy Cooper's, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't do it now. And um, and it was great fun. I was only in a couple of days filming, you know. But but David Threlfall, once he'd got the the voice and the, 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 the sort of, he was, had built up shoes and big elbow, yeah, shoulder pads and whatnot, that was him for the day. So, like at lunch, you'd be you'd be in the queue like it'd be you know like a buffet system. You're like, I'll, I'll have the pie, you know. And if you sort of go, just I'll just have the just like that, yeah, just like that. It's fine. It's fine. It was the weirdest thing. And what? But what if you what if you got some like bad news during that time? Just or all day, you'd have to be. What's up? I oh I can't believe it. It's so it was so weird, but it, you know I can get it because once yeah. you've got that voice, you don't want to lose it. I suppose if you're putting a voice on, yeah, yeah. But like even in the middle of you know behind scenes, the director would go, "Can you stand like that, David?" He go like that or like that. Like <laughs> it was, it was very odd. Jason, Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Terry and Di are fighting a losing battle, clearing drains in Shropshire. That is. They've hit, it's quite, been hit bad there, haven't they? It's quite the a seven. dramatic way of phrasing it as well. Yeah, I like that losing battle. It's all like I can imagine. It's like you know, a, you know, on his knees, like no, at the, at the end of a war film. Well, I, I mean, I've seen some of the footage on the news. It's not unlike yeah, yeah, it to be honest. Fair crikey. enough. So, well, best of luck. We're thinking of you uh, over there at the moment. Uh, Eight twelve fifteen on the text. If you are up and about this morning, um, Sally, as uh, she says, Jace, I've booked to see you in your Like Me tour. That went on sale this week. Did it? It did, no. Matt. Thanks for asking. When does it? When does it start? Uh, well, I do. I start the warm ups. Yeah, uh, the work in progress in September. Oh, you've got ages. You so you ages. say that though, but have you got ages? No, never. You've never got ages. No. They come around quite quickly. Those I deadlines. always write too much though. So. See, I've I've got the opposite problem. Oh, really? So I'll take whatever whatever you don't want. I've I really never write quite enough. I, I was going. Am... I've got I've got an hour and a half. I go, oh, cool. uh, an hour and twelve minutes. Lovely. Yeah. No, I've, I've the the Ken Dodd effect. I think I, for some reason I just I, I need to I need to work <laughs> I need to work that no, out. It's not a bad problem to have. It's that's, not a bad problem. To that's have, like going into a job interview. Going the thing is, I my 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 negative sides are I'm a hard worker. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I, I work too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a perfectionist. But saying that, I think my audience are getting to an age where they if they can be out for like quarter to ten, yeah, l ecstatic. Oh yeah, over of course. the moon. No matter how much an audience were looking forward to seeing a show, any show, yeah. even if it's like a returning legend who they've not seen and never thought would tour again. Yeah. It, they, you know, even if Elvis came back, 
Elvis himself came back and you were like, oh my God, he's alive. And he's putting a gig on at the O2. And you went to the O2. And then it got to quarter past ten, you'd be giving it... Crikey, it's gone on a bit, isn't no, it? Nothing's that good, is nothing's it? Nothing's that good to I went go to on see, till half ten. I went to see Green Day last year and they did three hours. And like after an hour, I go, well, I've heard them all before, actually. So like if we could just wrap this up, lads, that'd yeah. be really good. As soon as you sit down, you're thinking, what time's this finish? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because you don't want to be there. No. It's just logistics. That's, just not like, <laughs> that's what I think, anyway. Um, morning, Jason. This is Martin. My three-year-old up me up at, uh, had me up at seven o'clock whilst my six-year-old is on his PlayStation. Uh, and, oh, imagine having a PlayStation at six. That, that would have been the dream. Uh, I'm juggling breakfast, games, and studying whilst the wife is away working. I'm manning the fort. That sounds like it as well. Yeah, he's gone. He's really gone for that one on, yeah. on a morning. I mean, he says man in a fort. He's put his six-year-old on a PlayStation. <laughs> and then he's just done whatever he's wanted to do. <laughs> he's done all the things he has to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's texted a national radio station to show off about it. Really busy. His wife would have just cracked on. Yeah. <laughs> Not even mentioned it. She'd have just gone, do you mean Sunday? <laughs> That's just what Sundays are. This is every week. Come on, we, mate. But the bl- blokes are like that. We we want to we want to pat on the back, don't we, for doing yeah, yeah, yeah. what is essentially our job. Like you want, it's like when guys are going, "I deserve a bit of praise for being a good dad." You're like, "No, that's the bare minimum yeah, exactly. that you should be achieving." <laughs> yeah. You just want someone to go. Oh, I fed him, didn't I? And dressed him. Still alive, isn't he? <laughs> what more do you want? That's what it's about. Uh, Simon and Emma are, uh, from Kent, they're up as well. Little ones are up. Five-year-old daughter appeared at the side. You've not got kids, have you? No, I don't have listen, kids. Listen to this. This will put you off for another few years. My five-year-old daughter appeared by my side out of, uh, of her bed to announce that she needed a poo. That's that... what woke her up this morning. Then her demanding that I came and wiped her bum dragged me out of bed. See, to me, a child waking you up when you're fast asleep in a dark room to tell you they've had a poo, it sounds like a horror film. Well, if you've not got kids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Am I in the wrong house or are you? <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. But um, no, there's no worse feeling than just, I've finished! You know, oh. and then having to go up and they're just bent over waiting. Oh, You're but- like, oh, come on! What happens at school? <laughs> yeah, but also by five, they've, they've got the motor, you know, they the can motor do action it, mate. to do it. Yeah, oh, they, they can. can do it. Yeah. They can do it, but why would you? Why, why well, would you? have got a mug downstairs, he'll do it. And you know, in their head, they're going, you, Dad enjoys this. I don't know what they're thinking. I hope not. <laughs> Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Matt Richardson is here. Morning. Thanks for all your messages. You can feel free to keep them coming in. 8, 12, 15 on the text. Quite a few people asking me about uh, The Mass Singer. I will answer your questions about that crazy show uh, after uh, nine o'clock this morning. Um, and uh, who's up? Dawn and Chris are up. Got out of bed on our way to Cambridge for foot golf. Foot golf? This caught my eye. Foot golf. Uh, Organised by UK Foot Golf. You can- <laughs> oh, yes, in a, a proper... That'll be in the Olympics, that soon. Do you reckon? Yep. It's, uh, the aim is to, over the seasons, to gain enough points to qualify for the World Cup in Japan. Is it, what? Well, that's what I didn't realise foot golf was such a thing. I thought it was exclusively for stag do's. Well, there's some stag do's going to Japan. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where that's that's become an actual proper thing. It's a proper thing now. Have you played foot golf? Never. It's uh, often on golf courses. Yeah, and it's with a football. And so it's just, just it. and you just keep kicking it till you get to the hole. Pretty much. Yeah. And then you go. It doesn't fit in. What's the point? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what happens at the hole. I'm just saying. Uh, story of my life. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, who else is up? Hi, Jason. Uh, we got up very early this morning to go and walk alpacas. To walk alpacas. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everyone is having you on, mate. Foot golf, <laughs> alpacas. Do you think so? Yeah, I, I don't think any of this is real. Maybe I've built it up so much, because I do say every week I go, you should see the crazy things people are getting up to. Maybe they're getting to a point where they're going, well, what are well, we going to say this like, week? Let's just, just throw in a dart at words on they're the wall. They're actually just all in bed, yeah, just yeah. winding me up. <laughs> uh, cooking pancakes uh, and listening to uh, New Vinyl Sunday... I don't know what that says. That's from oh, Tristan and his family in Yorkshire. Um, oh, to a new vinyl. Sorry, I thought they were... Sunday tradition, but well, I thought that was the name of a band. He can't be listening to a new vinyl if he's listening to you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Maybe they've got it on just generally Like when in the you put the songs on, they go, right, put the vinyl back on. <laughs> that could, My mum does that. What? Because she, she obviously wants to support me and listen yeah. to the show, but she's not necessarily into the music. Okay. So she'll listen to me yeah. talking and then flip to magic. <laughs> and, then she'll come, and then she'll come back. After, like she's you know, mixing and matching it up. Yeah, like, 
after the Smiths has finished, she'll come back. I don't know how she times it, but she seems to hear everything I say. And I say to her, look, we've got, like, just there's absolute 60s, there's 70s, there's 80s, 90s. You can literally pick a decade of music... That you like. That you like, and then my voice is still on. But she'd rather you just on Magic. But she's like, oh, can't you just get a job at Magic? (laughs) Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. If you listen to Bush and Richie on Home Time on Fridays, you'll know they do 80s versus 90s as part of the jukebox. Now you can watch the chaos unfold live. After their pre-Christmas bash, they're heading back to Dingwalls in Camden, London for the night. Tickets are on sale now and you can get yours at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is Jason Manford. This Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Uh, thanks for your uh, text so far this morning, 8.12.15, if you want to say hi. Um, this is my first show back after doing... Uh, the, the mass Singer was oh. revealed. Uh, so I've had some texts this morning. Up early to congrats, Hedgehog, uh, on your uh, mass Singer success and to hear all about it. Been waiting for the goss for ages. Well, I'm here to give you the goss, guys. I mean, there's a lot of questions. What do you want to know? Um, first off, uh, why were you a hedgehog? Why was I a hedgehog? That's a big Good one question. for me, I think. Well, I, you don't get a massive choice. It's okay, not like okay. they go, right, which ones do you want? What was odd was they, they first approached me. So, so we filmed it in September. And uh, when I was actually in rehearsals for curtains. So there yeah. was a couple of times I had to duck out of curtains early. I wasn't allowed to tell anybody what I was doing. So I was like, oh, it's just doctor's appointment. <laughs> Whatever, I had to make some mad excuse. Only three times, but still. And um, and then go and do it. So, and I I actually said, I actually turned it down the first time. Okay. The first time they came to me. It was a friend, a friend of mine makes it, one of the producers who I used to work with on uh, on 8 out of 10 Cats, Derek. And uh, he said, oh, we've got this great new show and would you be up for doing it? I said, oh. I said, I got to tell you, mate, it sounds rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> On but paper, it does. it does. Yeah, it does. And then they sent me some clips of the 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 the, the Korean one and the American one, and, and I, I was still wasn't convinced. And um, and I also had that thing, which I'm sure everyone thought, which was the Americans have got Gladys Knight or you know Aretha Franklin, I think, <laughs> yeah. and Donny Osmond, and you know people and Seal, you know people like that. We'll end up with like Rylan, Dean <laughs> Gaffney, you know what I mean? Be like so. But you know, he said to me, he said, "Look, we've we've we're, we're having we're going for it. You know, we're yeah. we're not we're having no reality stars. So there's going to be nobody from Towie pulling off a, a duck costumes head or whatever. Uh, it will be proper people and singers and yeah. you know stuff like that. So so I was talked into it and I okay. and then when I got into it, they were like, right, okay. Well, they gave me a choice, which was the hedgehog, the steampunk hedgehog, or the tree that Teddy Sheringham ended up wearing." And uh, I said, ah. and I only went with the hedgehogs. I thought, well, everyone loves hedgehogs, but also <laughs> the tree looks cumbersome and yeah. heavy. These were just drawings, by the way. There yeah, was no, yeah, I've yeah. not seen it at that point. And also, like when you're like doing plays and stuff, being the tree is the worst thing you can be. You so want to be the tree. You don't make it to be the tree, no, do you? No, absolutely not. But he just had a bit of personality. Yeah, the uh, the hedgehog. I liked him, and it was. And what was nice about being in the mask was because no one knew. Because no one technically knows it's you. So none of the crew knew who you were either? No. So what would happen is they would pick, pick me up from wherever I was rehearsing in London and I'd be in a car and then about 20 minutes outside of the the, the, the studio, which was yeah. up in some uh, air hangar somewhere in uh, north of London, Hertfordshire somewhere, um, you would put your hoodie on yeah. and the hoodie says, do not talk to me on the front. Oh, I'd love one of them. I've, I've still got it. I wore it last week when I went to the airport. It's <laughs> great. So weirdly though, if anything, people talk to you more. Because <laughs> um, it's a conversation piece, yeah. then, isn't it? And then you would put black gloves on, you put a balaclava on, and then you put a visor on, and then you would go like into you're in Daft the... Punk. Yeah, exactly. And then you would go into the studio, and everyone has got these "Don't speak to me" uh, hoodies, and there's about four people who've who are like, who've got them saying "Speak to me," and they're the only people who know who you are. So, so there's only four, like four people. It's great. You didn't have to say thank you to go. Well, you know, you're going through doors and stuff. You could be a diva. <laughs> Walk right through. It was great. The true you finally oh, thank came you, out. Thank you. None of that. Oh no, after you. Oh sorry. None of that. Just absolute silence. 
and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you were just tucked away in a little darkened uh, little room, and uh, with no windows. I don't know who any of the other celebrities were on yeah. the show. So it wasn't like you got a little solace where you could all speak to each other. No, not at all. Had no idea. Thought Octopus was um, was Charlotte Church because she was in the next room. She kept doing like professional warm-ups. Oh, yeah. I could hear her warming her voice up and I was like, who is that? It must be Charlotte Church. <laughs> uh, so I got that one wrong. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it was just it was fascinating. It was it was really fun how they did it. They really went for it. They really threw some money at yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was very flash. But being un, being the, uh, the under the mask, I must say, I definitely picked songs I wouldn't have normally sung. Okay, and went for it in a way that I wouldn't have done it if you could see my face. Because you know, because <laughs> you're not self conscious. Exactly, and like moving around stage, I never move around stage if I'm I, I don't you know dance and stuff in this show because someone's choreographed it, but not just dad dancing like going for it. Thought, but as a hedgehog, it's a lot of fun. The real you really came out. Yeah, and I think sometimes what was nice was um, <laughs> was that there because no one knows it's you. There's an element I think, and when I did my album, I got this a little bit online, which was. There can be sometimes in the UK, there can be a bit of a stay in your lane mentality. Absolutely. You know, and we sometimes have that way. America don't seem to have it. They're like, what, do you host The Apprentice? Drop me the president. (laughs) They're like, they don't seem to have the same, you know, like stay in your lane. Whereas here, sometimes we can be a bit like, you do that, and you, that's what you, I know you for. So just keep doing that. I don't want. Yeah, yeah. I don't, don't. Well, it's like you know when you're a comedian, like they're like, oh, stick to the funnies, mate. Don't, yes, exactly. Don't bother with anything else. But you can sing, so you might as well do it. Yeah. So it was quite nice to do that. So that's what I would. That's what the hedgehog has taught me is to not don't just stay in your lane. Go in any lane you want. Although if, not if you're a hedgehog. <laughs> uh, famously. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Angela in Leon C. Uh, Sir Jason, who made up the audience of the uh, mass Singer for the reveal section, or did they have to sign NDAs? Yeah, essentially what they did on the show was there was 500 people in, yeah. in, in the show watching the mass Singer, watching everybody perform. Uh, then they would vote who, who was, you know, they wanted to, to go through to next week. And then they would lose like 90% of the audience. So they would all go. So there was a moment where they would go, take it off, take it off. And you would pretend to take your mask off. And then they would say, Cut! And then they would get rid of 90% of the audience and like 40 people were still there and they'd just cheat the shots, I guess, so it still looked busy. And then all those people had to sign non-disclosure agreements to say That's they wouldn't a, tell what, it. What a cruel thing to do. Yeah, I know you've watched yeah. four hours of a show. <laughs> you don't even get right, to see who it was. I know. Really? That's really cruel. Um, yeah, it was a, it was very odd. Very, very odd. Um, there were some other questions that people have asked me. How did I keep it a secret? Um, well, because I signed an NDA and legally I had to. <laughs> yeah, you so. don't want to get sued. But also, I just thought it was fun not to tell people. So, were there... Were there them in did you have family members going, is that you? And you yeah. wouldn't tell them? Yeah, and I mean, to a point, I sort of did feel bad. To a point that on the Saturday night when the final was released, my daughter was at a sleepover at her pals and all her pals were going, that's your dad. <laughs> and my daughter was going, I think I would know if my dad was the hedgehog. And then, of course, it came off and she was livid. I mean, that's that's scarring. Yeah, but what could I do? I, I was like, I signed a, a legal document, sweetheart. Yeah, but I don't think your daughter's like a leak to the sun, is she? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you can't trust anyone these no, days. No, true. Uh, Leanne says, uh, do you ever sleep, Jason? You're a stand-up comic, in musicals, quiz show, radio, uh, dad to a few kids. I mean, not. Boris Johnson level, but yeah, there's yeah. a few kids there. Um, unconfirmed. <laughs> unconfirmed, of course. Uh, how did you squeeze the mass Singer in? Again, just did it during rehearsals. So I also had a, a moment where I thought, because you get paid the same whether you go out week one or week six. That's what I always think with like, I'm a celeb. Yeah. I'd take the money, be be horrible in there yeah. and just have three weeks in the Versace. You, you, you get, but yeah. But then I, then I said to my agent, I, rec- I know exactly what's going to happen here. I'm going to go through all the way to the final and then still not win. And that's exactly what happened. So I still had to do every episode, but I didn't get the crown. All of the winning. work, none of the glory. But there is a, I mean, some people have mentioned it just sort of saying, uh, how does it feel? This is Laura. So, Jason, how does it feel when you beat actual pop stars <laughs> come second in a singing show, which I do think is hilarious? It is hilarious. We're in the year 2021. And 2020. 2020, sorry. <laughs> that's because my tour's 2021. I feel like I'm already there. <laughs> We're in the year 2020, sorry. And 
and and I beat Catherine Jenkins in a singing competition. It's great, isn't What's it? What's gone on there? That is brilliant. Me? The world's think, gone mad. You're a, you are a good. You're a really good singer. Yeah, it, was the, it was forty percent Edgehog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've got to admit. The Edgehog, it was him. Really, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did it. Do you, just... Did you start referring to the Hedgehog like in third person? Yeah, absolutely. They they call you Hedgehog. Oh, Nobody did... calls you Jason. Everyone, Everyone calls just you calls you Hedgehog. I didn't know who anyone else was. I didn't. It's really, really weird. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. And actually, I think what will happen on the next series, which I'm, I imagine is already in, uh, they're in talks. But I think the names will go up. Will step An- up another again. level because it's were, been such a success. Yeah, I think so. And you know, I'm sure there's a couple of them probably launching DVD, uh, CDs and whatever off the back of doing it. You know what I mean? So I won't be yeah. surprised if next time you see. You know, Gary Barlow or something, or uh, that'd you be know, good, wouldn't it? Like some bigger name, because it's only six days' work. I mean, that's probably the thing that people need to hear the most to want to do it. If it's yeah. a week, if it's a week's work, six days, and not even you just. I did a Monday, and then I did the next Wednesday. Like it wasn't yeah. executive. But then the problem is, someone like Catherine Jenkins has had her ego really bashed. <laughs> yes, by I imagine a commi- that must be. She might be starting stand up this week just to get her own back. <laughs> there must be an element of that. Although that does happen. I, I was on the phone to um, uh, Alfie Bow. And uh, we were having a little chat. Oh, and, that's, uh, good, that's a good phone call. Like. Yeah, he's a good mate. And uh, and I said, oh, sort of po- poked him a little bit, sort of said, oh, have you been watching this mass singer? I keep getting, I keep getting messages online saying, are you the are you the hedgehog? He went, yeah. He said, I keep getting tweets saying, am I the hedgehog? So I, I watched it the other day to see what it was like. I thought, I'm not that crap at singing, am I? <laughs> And I was a bit like, oh. I said, well, he said, I said, why, what's wrong with him? He said his breathing techniques all over the place. And I was like, yeah, but that suit's probably heavy, isn't oh, you it? Know what I mean? like, those spikes. I think he's got a certain charm, though. <laughs> That's really limited. And I've not spoken to him since, so he must be sat there cringing, like, oh, God. But, uh, you know, the good thing was I was on BBC One at the same time. I was on, in first and last, uh, where the, the premise of the show is don't come first and don't come last. And that is exactly what I did. Nice. On ITV, infiltrated the other channels. <laughs> Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. The Jason Manford show, Matt Richardson is here. Oh, yeah? Had, uh, see how you feel about this, Matt. Go on. So I'm, uh, I'm, on, obviously I'm on tour doing this musical curtains at the moment. Uh, we've got six weeks left. Heading to Blackpool this week. Lovely. And uh, one of the people I uh, am staying with regularly while I'm on the tour is uh, Oria Duba. Oh, what a nice. Yeah, nice guy. Lovely guy. Uh, I mean, square. Absolute square. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, yeah. Total square. And uh, <laughs> But lovely. Really nice. <laughs> no, we're dead good mates. We're dead good mates. And um, in fact, we're doing a, another project together later on in the year, which I'll tell you about soon. But anyway, um, this happened to us the other day, right? So we're, we're backstage. We're about to go and do the bows we finished the show and we're living together. It's the end of the night. Done two shows, knackered. I'd not really eaten properly in the day and he went, hey, mate, guess what? I said, what? I've ordered Deliveroo pizza for when we get in. My eyes lit up. Yeah. I couldn't wait to do these bows. I said, oh, mate, that's amazing. What have you gone for? Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's I'll take. He went, co-op. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? He said, co-op, deliver your shopping. I On said, Deliveroo? What? Yeah. I said, you what? He said, yeah, co-op. I said, what? He said, pizza. He went, yeah, I'll stick it in the oven when we get back. I was like, that's not a thing. No. Not when you've said you, you've ordered Deliveroo pizza. That sounds to me like it's coming cooked. That's that's like, it's it's meant to be a treat, isn't it? That's, that's... Your shopping isn't a treat. Livid. <laughs> Like, no, that's that's your mum. Like your mum's always like, we've got a pizza in the freezer, or at worst, when you, the ice cream man comes, and she's like, no, we've got chalk ices in the fridge. You're like, no, oh. not the same thing. He, I mean, he doesn't. You say he's a nice guy. That sounds cruel to me, actually. Why would you set it up like that? I wouldn't oh. do anything else with him ever again. It was absolutely livid. Did he think that was normal behaviour? Yeah. I mean, that's so, not why I got into show business for. To- Cook a co-op pizza. <laughs> Who's like, hey, when we get home, 25 minutes, 180 degrees, rock and roll. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Oh, absolutely. Awful. Livid. Yeah, I would be as well. Yeah, I'm still not properly forgiving him. I, I, I wouldn't ever. Really, really thinking about maybe not being his friend. <laughs> Who does that to It's someone? a deal breaker. 
I was devastated is not the word. He's doing all right. He can he can buy a Mate, pizza. He won Strictly. He's probably still got a bit of that dosh hanging around. Exactly. You know what I mean? He did the torture, Ching. <laughs> Tell him he can't afford a Domino's. Look, I get it. 16 quid for a pizza. It's ridiculous. I understand, but sometimes... You know, they don't put that semolina stuff on it, do they, like, in co-op? I don't no. know why they do that. What, you're only in Domino's as I well? I don't know what that is. Who ever thought that? Hey, stick a bit of semolina on the top. <laughs> Who thought about that? I don't know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It is really weird. You know what they used to do with Domino's and they've stopped doing it? Double decadence. Oh. Did you ever have one of them? Yeah, with the um, the, the thing in the middle. Like a, 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 between the two A pizzas. pizza sandwich? Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And they stopped doing it. Oh, I love that. And I love a stuffed crust as well, but that's more of a Pizza Hut thing, isn't it? It's about a thousand calories I read online the other day. Is it really? Something ridiculous. I was in a, I was in America two weeks ago. I was in um, Florida, and mm. there was, on the menu, there was a three and a half thousand calorie mac and cheese. What? And it came, and it wasn't even that big. I don't know what they put in it. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Well, I posted something last night on Twitter, which is absolutely disgusting, but also I want it. Go on. It was a guy who, I don't know why, it's called Chef Club, right? And I'll show it you here, right? I posted it on Twitter, so if you're, if you're online. Oh. It's a guy who is cutting up hot dog sausages with a paper clip. Nobody <laughs> understands why. Oh, He gets it into some sort of, like, wriggly, like, little strips of, uh, of hot dogs. Then he gets eggs. He puts the eggs in with the strips of hot dogs, gives them a good old mix, gets a waffle machine out. No. Puts them in the waffle machine, Right. At this point, I'm thinking, I'm not not interested. <laughs> then he gets them out of the waffle machine, starts to pile them up, pile them up, pile them up, pile them up. Then you think, well, it can't get worse than this, can it? Can it get worse than this? He gets some grated cheddar, puts it in a pan, some Heineken lager. <laughs> what? Mixes the... This is, a, this is a chef. Mixes the two things into like a beery cheese sauce and then pours it over the top of, oh. the, of the hot dog... Uh, that, but it does look it does look nice. But it does look a bit like just because you can doesn't mean you should. Quite. Absolutely. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Have you done uh, any of the DNA search things? Yeah, the the heritage thing. Yeah, and the twenty three and me and yeah, because well, I did it in because you know like I'm a boring middle class white man, so I was mm. thinking all oh, that be a bit spot, you know, bit fingers exciting. crossed, fingers crossed for like three percent or something. Oh please, please, somewhere but, in Africa or Asia, please. Yeah, I got two thirds English and Scottish, Same. one third Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got like, how can this man be whiter? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. One third Scandinavian. It was you, you Scandinavia as yeah, well. Yeah, a bit of that. But I was like, conceived on an Ikea bed, so I think that's probably why. 99.9% <laughs> like northwest <laughs> of England. Like, so Manchester's dull. your dad. Yeah, so dull. Like, I was just like, oh, what? Really? Not even just one bit? Yeah, I didn't get anything. Oh, I, just I was a little, gutted. Just a, little, a little sprinkle. Just a little touch of African, I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something in there. Like so when people exotic. mention white privilege, you can go, well, actually. Well, actually, mate. Uh, my people have suffered. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I want, but no. <laughs> Absolutely nothing in there. Um, but I did have a scary moment where... So my parents... Well, basically, what I've worked out is this. Um, one of my parents is a liar. Because okay. I bought both my parents um, the 23andMe... Uh, well, that's risky. I wouldn't yeah. do... <laughs> I know. I bought them for Christmas, right? So I sent them off, uh, sent them to, to them to do. And um, mum was like, oh, that sounds exciting. Dad seemed less interested. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I didn't read anything into it. And then I, um, and, and, and they did it right. So anyway, I went on my update yesterday. Yeah. And I, my parents had both said they did it. Oh, yeah, no, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Um, wasn't that interesting? Mo did British you get an email going, you've got new relatives? Yes. That's the thing I hate. Like, I don't want any more cousins. No. Like, my grandparents' money is not going to split two ways as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it got to, uh, my, basically, my mum. Yeah. She's there. See my mum there, Sharon Manford. 50% shared DNA. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> and then no dad. There was no other 50%. And I was like, well, but I know they both did it because they both said they did the thing. So where... Immaculate conception. So I had a moment last night. Yeah. <laughs> the moment where I was coming home from a gig last night, it was too late to text him. I was thinking, oh my God, what if... What, what if he's not my dad? Like, what if he's not my That's actual dad? That's a horrible way to find out. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I texted him this morning. And I, I said, no, um... I said, oh, I forgot, Dad didn't fancy it, but I'll get him to do it later. He's just not done it yet, that's all. No. So there's no big drama in our house, but 
Or is Crisis there? averted. Or is there? Maybe he's not doing it for a reason. Maybe he knows. He's just buying his time. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. Uh, but my mum would know more, more than my dad. Yeah, I mean, your dad, <laughs> your dad is going to be the, thinking about it. Yeah, that's a good point. I think so. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Has anyone, had, has anyone had any weird surprises from those uh, DNA searches? Where real music matters. I knew there would be somebody. Really? With a story. Oh, I knew it. Listen to this. Jason. So we're talking about, if you're just tuning in, we were talking about 23andMe and the sort of ancestry searches that you can do with your DNA. There was a moment where my dad didn't appear on there. Anyway, it turns out he's not done it. That's a thing. And it's quite... Um, it's weird, actually. I've listened to a lot of crime podcasts. Yeah. And um, quite a lot of them now are solved... Because, even like cold cases from years and years ago because uh, they've used a, a, a DNA search mm. and found the DNA and then worked out who the killer is from his... It's uh, absolute madness. That, yeah. It's from, like the future, isn't it, really? It's crazy. So if you are a serial killer, do not do 23andMe <laughs> to find out who your ancestors are. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself, though, could you? You think you're going to get away with it. I just, I just, yeah, I have killed a lot of people, but I do want that 3%. I just want to know who my great-granddad was. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in their minds. Anyway, listen to this. Jason, David here, and I have had exactly the situation you were talking about. Put my details on 23andMe and six months later had an email from a guy that claimed to be my brother. Checked the DNA match and indeed he was. What? That led to a very uncomfortable chat with my mum and it turns out she had IVF whilst also trying with my dad. So my DNA dad is someone I don't know and I can't even find out who it was because it was the 80s when it was uh, unregulated. I mean, and that the, makes it sound the Wild West of sperm donations. Yeah, they were just throwing them out there. <laughs> just catch what you can, ladies. Just pick up a cup and go in there. And then an even more uncomfortable chat with my dad to tell him he wasn't my <gasps> dad. Oh, my God. That's so what, crazy, isn't it? If that was me, I don't know. Like, what, what a complicated situation. I might. Do you keep it to yourself and not tell your dad? Like, what do you do? Well, he's, David says here, I should have known as I look, look like a kebab man. I don't know what that means. Uh, and him and my brother are ginger and pale. All turned out good, though, as, um, as your dad is the one that raises you and he's a wonderful man and I couldn't oh. be more privileged. Lovely. I mean, so it's, got, it's sort of got a nice ending still. Yeah, yeah. But crikey. What a sticky situation. I, well, that's how it started. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what a story. I knew it. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. You could be oh, the new, know. like, Jerry Springer or something doing things like this on the radio. All sorts of things. There's a podcast I'm listening to at the moment called Sick, which is um, about the uh, fertility doctor in Idaho or something like that mm. who used his own... Yeah, really? On like, yeah, he's got like seventy kids. It just because like, instead of getting like a little syringe of it from some donor, yeah, I guess he just went in another room. I don't know what he did. But, no, he just, I'll just go to the, I'll go to the fridge quick. Just gonna pop out for a second. Why is this then, warm? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but essentially, that that's what he did. And he's, he's you know, he got, uh, he went to is, court and stuff. Is like that, that illegal though? Is that what's it, the legal? Well, it's illegal now. Yeah. He did it. <laughs> they were like, there's no law. You're like. You can't have a law before you imagine the depravity of the human but brain. I'm sort of on his side, you know. I'd be like, you can't. I'm like, you can't make up a law now. I've done it. Like for the next guy, yeah, there's no, a law. That, the law doesn't doesn't count to him. Oh, does it not? No, because okay. he's not done it since the law was passed. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he certainly he's, he was in a lot of trouble. Uh, <laughs> gross. Anyway, enjoy your breakfast, folks. Um, <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matt Richardson's here. Yes. All right, pal. It's yeah. the final hour. Powering yeah, lovely. through. Lovely. It whizzes by this show. It really does. Not for the listener. <laughs> but, but for, for us. us it absolutely We're having a lovely time. time. Yeah, it really does. Uh, somebody messaged before actually saying, uh, Morning, Jason. Welcome back. Miss you so much. Uh, you, I enjoyed your hedgehog. Um, sounds like euphemism. <laughs> it does that's really. That's the mass singer, yeah. Uh, she says, um, but you play some awful music on this show. Ooh. I know. Uh, sort it out, or don't play any and just chat non-stop. Oh, I wouldn't do that. But the reason I mention it, I wouldn't normally mention no. a, a, a text like that has a negative impact on the songs, but we all know music is... is not all music is for all people, of course not. Of course not. not, no, never. But that's the beauty of Absolute Radio, is you don't have to listen 
to the music that we have specified on the main station. No. You can quite easily tune into Absolute 80s and have a little bit, maybe there's a little bit of Lionel in there. Lovely. A bit of 70s, you know what I mean? 60s, a bit of Beatles. That's what we've got. So go on to the app, get the app, or go online and pick your decade, pal. There's even the 20s now, isn't there? I guess so. Yeah, they've, I think there's absolute 20s. And when they launched it... Is there actual 20s? Yeah. I did not know But I, I thought it was like I've the 1920s. That would be Like weird. a bit of Charleston. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? I think I would do really well. It. Hello. Absolute yeah, well, 20s well, <laughs> Great, I didn't know that. Yeah. My guest is telling me things about my. I was on holiday. I'll, I'll, I'll that's yeah, my excuse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you if if there is a point where you think, oh, I enjoy this show, but the music's not specifically for me. I don't like every song. Have a little dabble. Go on the other ones and have a listen. You'll soon you'll soon find it. Uh, it's an hour behind though, so don't get freaked. I don't think I'm repeating myself. <laughs> uh, now, there's a story in the paper uh, that come through today, today uh, that I saw that reminded me of something that happened with me this week in an Airbnb. Okay. Um, so if my one is this, because mine's less weird. Um, well, in my Airbnb, there was just, in the bedroom, there was a door that just led into the basement. Oh. In the bedroom. Oh, no. It's weird, that, isn't it? It, it had a bolt on it, but I'm like, well, what, what, what are you trying to keep in there? But which side of the door was the bolt? I mean, it was on my side. Oh, okay, fine, that's, yeah. that's better. Yeah, I didn't want to hear the bolt, like, in the night. Did you go into the basement and have a look? Yes, but of course then Oriaduba locked me in because he's hilarious. <laughs> he's such a square. I mean, <laughs> the pizza, the co-op pizza, I know. and now this. Maybe I'm being bullied, maybe I don't realise. Maybe he doesn't like you. <laughs> and you're just trying harder and harder to get him to like he you. He was like, go and have a look what's in the basement. I said, I don't want to look what's in it. He went, you can't sleep in this room. By the way, he was at the house first and could have quite easily let me have one of the other rooms, but... Bags in the best room of the ensuite, and uh, he doesn't sound like a nice man. <laughs> He's a lovely man, I promise. Maybe it's like Stockholm syndrome. I think it might be. Maybe I've just fallen you okay? in love with my captor, and uh, yeah. And he just he said, "Go and have a little look." And then when I went down, he locked the door. I was like, well, "I never had an older brother, so this this must be like." Um, anyway, there was nothing down there. It was you know. Yeah. I mean, I did expect. At some point to look up and the girl from the wing, the, the ring, just to be uh, stood there looking at me sleeping. But I'm fine. I'm fine. But this is odd. So this woman posted a picture online. Um, after moving into a new house, Taylor Ann was working on getting a place just right for her family. But there was one thing that was bothering her. Mm. In her young daughter's room, in the middle of one of the walls, was a random wooden door. Now, when I say in the middle, I mean... It's in the middle? Three foot in the air. Oh, what? It's not even on the floor. Uh, the door leads into the roof of the level below. Okay. Taylor turned to social media for some advice on how to cover it up or make it look nicer. But she wasn't prepared for the responses she got. More than 1,300 people taking the time to comment on it with a number of Facebook users telling her to leave that house ASAP as they thought the door sounded something out of a horror film. Yeah. That is so scary, I couldn't sleep in there. Makes me think of the movie Pan's Labyrinth, somebody put. This okay. is in her little daughter's room. People are not That's helpful. It's not what you it? need, is it, online people doing this? That's straight out of a horror film. I'd lock it up and run away. Uh, fourth commented, I've watched too many scary movies to be okay living with something like this. Well, like, I, I, I just wanted to direct, I just wanted to like a... I can make her feel better. I on. made two series of a ghost hunting show uh, where we did live ghost hunting with celebrities and two series of that, I can confirm they don't exist. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, it was three hours a night, me and lovely Christine Lampard hosting this show. Oh, yes. Oh, I remember it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, John Thompson came, he's really into ghosts, isn't yeah. he? And things like that. And they were just ghost hunting live and we sort of had to... They didn't do anything. They didn't show up at all, the ghosts, oh. for live telly. So we went, oh, was that a bit of a... Oh, no, it's a breeze. Okay, there you go. I mean, on, when I posted my um, video yeah. of, the, uh, of, of the, the door on Twitter, a vet fielding did say, I'll come and have a look at it for you. What, and just throw some coins around? Ooh. That's what she said. I stayed, She's the expert. So. I stayed in a hotel on tour once, just outside Carlisle, this big old country house, and I was mm. the only person staying in the hotel one night. And they went, oh, and by the way, we don't stay in the hotel 24 hours. We're in the house just outside down the road. And I went, oh, it's a really beautiful building. They went, we've been on Most Haunted more than any other hotel in the country. That's and I not, stayed there alone. That's not what you want. No, it? it's but not. still, you didn't see anything, did you? No, but I didn't sleep either. No, of course not. I don't think there's any such thing as them, but like, I'm it's one still of them. creepy. Yeah, and also the second, I, like, I see it, I'd be like, I believe. Like, yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I, I've just not seen, I've not had a like, 100% I can sit proof. here in a well-lit room with you and say, I don't believe in it. But if I'm alone 
in a room by myself at night. I'm like, Absolutely. well, I'm going to be murdered by a ghost. Absolutely. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I had a moment this week where my new tour uh, went on sale. Yeah. And uh, lots of people were saying, can't get through to the to the um, theatres, mate. I didn't realise how popular you were. I was like, oh, I was like buzzing, like, can't believe you're going to sell out this tour in no time. Yeah. And uh, somebody said, yeah, I was, on, I was on the hold for like 40 minutes trying to get through to speak to the box office so I could book tickets. Thought by the time I get through, there's no way there's going to be any tickets left. Anyway, got through. I'm on the second row. Like, well, how's that happen? Because they sell tickets on the front backwards. Paul Weller went on sale the same day. Oh. Everyone's in the queue for Paul Weller. Nightmare. See, the venues I'm playing, um, there'll be a Paul Weller tribute act rather than <laughs> Paul Weller. <laughs> uh, like, at the moment, I'm on tour and uh, it's basically, I'm, I'm sort of following, you always, you must do this, you kind of follow another oh, yeah, person yes, around. Yes. And, it's, um, and it's a Pink Floyd, not even the big tribute, like it's a Pink Floyd tribute tribute. Like a couple down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, uh, and you know, we, that's who I'm with. So, you know, at least you're getting the real deal. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> First world problems and all that, I get it. Uh, so, that's not this tour, though. Wasn't that no, that was the last <laughs> yeah. tour, yeah, quite right. Good one. <laughs> Glad you remembered. <laughs> I, uh, so there's a story in the paper this morning about a woman who found uh, a random door, like four foot in the air, in, uh, in not in the air, yeah. <laughs> on the wall. That would be really weird. <laughs> Somebody, that would be out of a horror <laughs> film. How do I get this door to stop floating? It's just floating <laughs> above my daughter's head um, in her on a wall in the room and everyone thought it was quite weird. Um, so we were talking this morning about weird things you've found uh, when you've either moved into a new house or stay in... Like, Airbnbs can be quite weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you've just found stuff. I found like a, like a very creepy uh, basement in this Airbnb I stayed in this week. Uh, so quite a lot coming in already of stuff people have found. Uh, Luke says a bag of chips about 40 years old. Great. 40-year-old chips. I mean, they're probably fine. Yeah, probably. Probably fine. Um, Rachel found a tiny Lego man living on top of an electrical box. I mean, I'm after proper stuff, really. No, yeah, Not yeah, someone yeah. left a kid's toy. Not that they forgot a few bits. A collection of empty bird's eggs in the loft. That, see, that is that is just sinister enough, That's isn't it? That's weird, yeah. To Unless keep a you up bird left it, which is less weird. Well, no, they wouldn't be empty then, would they? Unless they were born. She doesn't say they're cracked. And yeah, it's, I don't it makes know. it sound like they're hollow. <laughs> Does sound like that, yeah. <laughs> Sandy says she found Foo Foo Lamar's fake boobs behind a wardrobe. This is a legendary northern uh, drag queen from back in the day. Uh, Corinne <laughs> says, <laughs> I don't know, so specific. Really specific. Did she sign them? What? Um, a false eye. False eyelash down the sofa, which we bought off the cellar. Well, I mean, that can that's happen. that's fine. One you know. eyelash. I mean, crikey, that's all right, isn't it? Um, Hannah found an old cannabis farm in the loft. Oh, lovely. Brilliant. A, thought. a little side hustle. <laughs> While it's there, you may yeah. as well. It's a, a brilliant picture, isn't it, of when uh, the, um, the, it snowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other roofs have got snow on it, and the one with the cannabis farm, absolutely <laughs> fine. Nice and warm. Uh, a lift in the understairs cupboard. A lift. Where How big is this house? Going? That's a big house, isn't it, that? A giant five-foot five unicorn. In the attic, I presume at all. Great. See, if I moved, if I was moving out, I would leave something weird to mess them about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll just leave something. I don't know what it'll be yet, but I'm just gonna, you know, just leave. Just leave some, random. Just stuff. to keep them up at night. The people that move in after what did, me. Joe, what did your mum leave in a, in a lot? This is the most scouse thing you could ever leave in a house. What yeah, did they this leave? This is really scouse. So when Scylla died, yeah, mum and dad had like a fancy dress party. Yeah, like you know, to the celebrate 60s her, yeah. <laughs> and that type of stuff. Um, do they do that for lots of celebrity deaths or just Scylla? Just Scylla. Okay. Just scouse ones. Uh, and then they, there was a cardboard cut up Scylla. So mum and dad had a bit of a party, you know, and they then moved house a couple of months later. Sort of, you know, forgot about it. And then mum woke up two days into the new house, bolt upright at three in the morning. We've left Scylla. <laughs> left Scylla in the loft. In the loft. I uh, hope those people that moved into that house weren't Scouse and they're like, do they all just have one of these? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Uh, essentially, Zany. Alan Partridge. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like those links every so often. Little <laughs> Alan Partridge link. <laughs> Hope you're well this morning. Uh, we're only here for another half an hour, Matt. It's flown by. Absolutely flown by. Uh, thanks for your uh, texts and tweets and Facebook posts and all those sort of things this morning. Talking about weird things that you found in in houses. 
when you've like moved in yeah. or whatever. A lot, of, a lot of body parts seem to be. Really? Yeah, listen to this one. My parents moved into our house in 1970. A week later, the previous owner, a doctor, as if that makes it all right, came to collect a pair of human hands from the garage. What? I don't know. But, I, I, I mean, weird, that needs more explanation. Well, you... in brackets, he's put doctor. Like, uh, that, oh, like, that's, oh, that's the explanation. Oh, hang on, what did you do for a living? Doctor. A doctor. Oh, fine. Oh, fine, you can have these, these um, severed hands then. But do you think he, the doctor came in and went, look, can I have, there's some severed hands in the garage, can I have them? Don't worry, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Oh, you know fine. what we're like. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Uh, Paul on Twitter says, we found four old-fashioned prosthetic legs from the previous owner. I wanted to make a table with them, but my wife said no. Oh, that would have been a great I mean, table. would be a good table, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What How did the guy not notice his legs were missing? Well, maybe it's like there is legs for best or something. That or maybe, just, yeah, maybe. You know, like changes them out for each thing he's got to do. Yeah, maybe that's... I'm, maybe. I'm not sure, like, I don't, you know... I'm also not an expert on prosthetic limbs, so yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, 8, 12, 15 on the sets, keep on coming in. Jenna says, my mum lives in a basement flat. In her living room, there's a big hatch that won't open and we have no idea where it leads to. <laughs> Creeps oh. me right out. Yes. I think it would. I think it would. Uh, and Gary in Cardiff, I had a terrifying experience as a child, Jason. I woke up in the night to hear noises coming from under my bed. I listened for a while. They continued, horrified. I jumped out of bed and I ran into my sister's room. She had a bunk bed, so I took the spare one and slept there. The next day, when it was light, I went back to investigate. I found my cassette radio player turned on, but not tuned in properly. There was no such thing as ghost. It was just not... Tuned in radio, essentially. <laughs> That's what I can see how that could happen. Just a bit of white noise. A bit, bit of white noise. Terrifying, though, at the moment. At that, that moment. Absolutely. Ooh. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Nice to hear Noel Gallagher on Absolute Radio, isn't it? You know what? It's just, you know. Just a rare treat. Break the chain. Absolute rare treat, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what is. Are they, are they doing much anymore, I presume, the Gallagher's? Uh, apart from uh, having shares in Absolute Radio, no, I, don't know, I don't know what they do. <laughs> I presume. I can only presume. Uh, we're talking this morning uh, about uh, weird things that you found uh, in like a new house or Airbnb. I can't believe people find anything, to be honest. People but... find all sorts. Um, a goldfish in the ensuite, Ian Lowe found. <laughs> what, just using the facilities? Well, reading no- the paper on uh, the loo? Who knows? Um, some weird, I don't know, what would you call that? Someone found that but it, when they were... What's that called? A, a pentagram. Is that what that is? It's a pentagram, yeah, they've drawn a pentagram. Which... With a goat's head in it, like an With evil a goat's... goat's head. Yeah, 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 so that, that's like a Satanist thing, isn't it? Oh, great. Lovely. <laughs> oh, lovely. Hey, guys, we bought a house off some Satanists. Off some Satanists. Crikey. Yeah, that, that... But, I mean, it's... I, look, I would draw something like that on the wall. Was it For cr- a laugh. For a, like, Chris Addison yeah. used to talk about um, that if he ever wallpapered... In red, pla- in red paint, he'd like write things like, um, we died here. Yeah. So that when the I, next people took down the wallpaper... I will kill again. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's a laugh. <laughs> just a bit of fun, That's just it? a bit of fun, Harmless fun. That's all that is. Um, a small bag of teeth somebody found. Teeth? Teeth, yeah. Oh. Uh, was, he, was, it a, was it a dentist, so it's fine? He comes back in a few <laughs> weeks. Uh, Mariana <laughs> says uh, a pet lizard was just left there. Still, And it still lives with them now. They call oh. it Harry... It's tamed and pretty lush, just sleeps on my bike. Fine. Still in the shed. <laughs> they just left it out there. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Um, Jason, I have a Walker's Plain Crisp packet dated 18th of the 1st, 97, found in a hedge in the garden of a new house. And they oh. kept it. Why would you keep it? That's just rubbish. That's all that, that is. That is rubbish. But I guess if you came into a new house and it's from 1997, that feels like, I mean, that's last century. It does feel vintage, doesn't it? A vintage packet of crisp. You might be able to sell it. Maybe. On, you know, people might collect that, probably. Maybe. Well, Tracy online says, two very old metal uh, golf clubs that I sold as they were rare. Oh. Made a, made a pretty penny. Lovely. So it can happen. <laughs> treasure. There's treasure out there. One man's rubbish is another man's treasure Just watch. What we do, basically, is we've come up with the idea of for flog it, haven't we? we Just have, yeah. <laughs> away from it. Damn it. Uh, Queen and Kings of Leon on the way very shortly. Very regal double bill. Uh, on the way... That's another Alan Partridge link there. <laughs> <laughs> As I said the words, I was like, shut up, Jason. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11.
Music Matters. Um, I'm enjoying some of your uh, 23 and Me uh, text and oh, yeah. that are coming in as well. They're still coming in from when we chatted to them uh, an hour ago. Um, would you would you be tempted to have a proper? Because you said you had a little look at it, but yeah, go, that one's the one that's like full on. Isn't yeah, it? I'm gonna. I think I will do the full on one. Yeah. I, th- I really want my to. Because also, my mum's obviously listening because I just had a, an email saying uh, Sharon Manford would like to share her DNA with you. I was like, well, you did. Who <laughs> <laughs> did, mum? Well, also, half of it. It just sounds like, you know, a really weird way to ask someone out. I'd like to share my it DNA with you. It is odd when you get a, an email from a, a website saying your mum would like to connect and share their DNA with you. <laughs> like, well, she has, so it's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, but you think you'd have a go at that? I think I might do, yeah. Because also, because my results weren't that interesting, yeah. I thought, well, that one's wrong, so I'll do another one and get something. Maybe I'll I'll keep doing it until I get the results I want, basically. I mean, saying that, you know, I posted it on... Um, uh, uh, on my Facebook before, just sort of say, asking about it. And Sue um, on Facebook says, uh, Jason, it always surprises me that people are happy for their DNA samples to be sent or stored by an online company. Not criticism, criticism, each to their own and all that. But there was such a huge fuss caused a few years back when the police wanted to take DNA samples as standard uh, on arresting people. I'm very surprised people trust an online company to keep it safe and not abuse it. Well, it is weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's like the information we give to Facebook. Oh, If the yeah. government wanted that information, you'd be like, I don't think so. Did you see the dispatches where it's the, the guy requested everything Amazon had on him? No. And it was it was like 11,000 pages of stuff because it was, you know, you wow. get on Ale- every Alexa recording he's ever done, all that stuff, they keep it all. It's terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Uh, Jinty in Washington says, I did that 23 and Me thing, found I'm half Icelandic and half Cuban. The lads call me Ice Cube. <laughs> oh, That's the sort of thing we want. Oh, I'd love to have been at the party where those two people met as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and what about this? I did Ancestry DNA and discovered a long-lost sister. It came up close relative, possible first cousin. Mm-hmm. She contacted me due to both our, uh, her parents being only children, so a cousin wasn't possible. Oh. After a few messages back and forth, it came up that our parents had both lived in an unusual part of the world at the same time. I knew my father had had an affair then, (gasps) and her mother had too. So we met. She looks more like my dad than any of my siblings. We're both very happy to have met and be part of each other's lives. I think if you were the dad, you'd be like, just, just let it, let it mean, lie. There must be a moment of like, there must be fellas all over the place with love children. Just and go they've in. gone, what's 23 and what? <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can get it later. On a podcast, that'll be up uh, in the next sort of 10 or 15 minutes or so. Uh, so wherever you get your podcast from, please subscribe so we know, you know, you're actually getting it. It's always nice. And there's loads on there. There must be there must be about 200 now, crikey. Um, with, and we've got people like Peter Kay, we've had uh, John Bishop, Sarah Millican. Oh, all right, all right, mate. All the names. Oh, yeah. Um, and, Matt, and now Matt Richardson. <laughs> and now Matt, and now once you've finished all those ones. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all. So you're on tour at the moment, Matt? I am, yeah, um, until the end of April. Yeah, where so, are you next? Uh, um, next is Milton Keynes in Wellingborough. Lovely stuff. Uh, so if people could buy tickets for those. Specifically, I was just saying to you, in Nottingham, yeah. if anyone's in Nottingham, please buy 200 tickets, I believe, are available for that 150-seat <laughs> venue. I'm really struggling Every with that Every comic one. has a town that... I, Oxford, I always have. I don't know what it is. Well, you know what? I'll get my mum. She'll get all her That'd friends along to the next one. Everybody has one that just don't... They just doesn't... For whatever reason. For and whatever you keep reason. going back for the punishment. As a city, they go... Nah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Must be something in the paper. Like maybe he said something about them. Or maybe or maybe there's just one person who works for the local paper who doesn't like you, so writes me, bad yeah. stories or something. I don't know. I got one in... I remember Slough years ago. Yeah. I'd uh, And I'm not the only person who's ever said anything negative about Slough. But I remember doing a gig there, and I'd said something, I think, like a silly joke, where something on the lines of... One of the things I notice about gigging in the UK is the worst the town, the most horrible town that you can find, has the nicest people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people of Slough couldn't be nicer. I think that, <laughs> was, that was the guy. Nice, I, I nice joke. It's actually a, just a, it's a compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. Yeah. It's just a silly joke. And it was the first time that the actual mayor 
of a town <laughs> what? condemned me in really? their local paper. Yeah. yeah the mayor. The, the actual mayor of Slough. So what, someone in the break of your gig called and went, look, we're going like, to need a comment how from... How dare you? Yeah, had a go. Slough was actually known for, and then listed all these things that he's known for. I was like, all right, mate. But like that's, but that's because I think he knows that it's, especially because it's he next knows. to Windsor as well, isn't it? He knows. I'm yeah. not the first person who said no. it, mate. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, so Matt's on tour where can they find those details Matt? Uh, mattrichardsoncomedy.co.uk nice and easy and he's all over the place so make sure you go and see him very funny comic uh, and what else have we got today we've got Sarah Champion up after 11 rock and roll football this afternoon with Jay Lawrence uh, for the uh, the final today the Man City versus Aston Villa I'll be watching that at home at some point being surrounded by children who won't let me watch it put Peppa Pig on just let me watch this for a minute <laughs> God's sake, you've got... Do you hate Peppa Pig? Put your like, iPad on. Everyone hates Peppa Pig who's got kids. Was I quite enjoy I mean, it still? She's fine, but... She's I just, fine. It's just the way she fat shames her dad. That's the only she's horrible to her dad, isn't horrible. she? Horrible. Horrible. I don't know how they get away with it. <laughs> um, also, I don't think uh, Mrs Rabbit with all them jobs, I think she might be claiming benefits as well. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I don't want to grass her up, but I'm just saying. Uh, right, have a lovely day. Um, I'm in Blackpool this week with Curtains, uh, the musical. Come and see that. And uh, and I'm also, the, the tour, like me, has gone on sale now, doing 130 gigs or something, end of this year, work in progress. Next year, the tour in proper. So come and see that. Tickets on sale. All right, have a lovely Sunday. All the best. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio.